Chapter 10 Clooney's army halted at the sound of the Joseph Bell. As the dust settled, Fangburn looked to his leader for approval. They're ringing that big bell again, Chief. Ha ha! Maybe they think it'll frighten us off. The warlord's eye rested balefully on his scout. Shut your mouth, fool. If you'd done as I'd ordered and come right back to report the way Chief's thief did, we might have been inside that abbey by now. Fangburn slunk back into the ranks. He hoped Clooney had forgotten, but Clooney rarely forgot anything on a campaign. The element of surprise had been lost. Now he must try another ploy, the show of force. The mere sight of a fully armed horde had worked before, and he had little doubt it would prove effective now. Ordinary peaceful creatures were usually panic-stricken at the sight of Clooney the Scourge at the head of his army. The rat was a cunning general, except the times when his mad rage took control of him. But what need of berserk fits for a bunch of silly mice? Clooney knew the value of fear as a weapon, and Clooney was a fearsome figure. His long, ragged black cloak was made of bat wings, fastened at the throat with a mole skull. The immense war helmet he wore had the plumes of a blackbird and the horn of a stag beetle adorning it. From beneath the slanted visor, his one eye glared viciously out at the abbey before him. Matthias's voice rang out sharp and clear from the high parapet. Halt! Who goes there? Redtooth swaggered forward and took up the challenge in his chief's name as he called back up at the walls. Look well, all creatures. This is the mighty horde of Clooney the Scourge. My name is Redtooth. I speak for Clooney, our leader. Constance's reply was harsh and unafraid. Then speak your peace and be gone, rats. Silence hung upon the air while Redtooth and Clooney held a whispered conference. Redtooth returned to the walls. Clooney the Scourge says he will not deal with badgers. He will only speak with the leaders of the mice. Let us in so we, so that my chief may sit and talk to your chief. Redtooth dodged back at, as his request was greeted by howls of derision and some loose pieces of masonry from the ramparts. These plump little mice were not as peaceful as they first looked. The rats looked to Clooney but he was eyeing the abbot who had joined Constance and Matthias. They appeared to be consulting quick, quietly. Clooney watched tensely. There seemed to be some disagreement between the old mouse and his two advisors. They conferred a while, then Matthias came forward to the parapet. He pointed at Clooney and Redtooth with his staff. You there, and you also. My abbot will talk with you both. The rest must remain outside. A rumble of protest from the horde was silenced by a crack from Clooney's tail. He lifted his visor. We agree, Mouse. Let us in. But what about hostages for safe conduct? Hissed Redtooth. Clooney spat contemptuously. 
Don't talk fool's talk. Do you imagine a load of mice and funny robes could take me captive? Redtooth gnawed anxiously at his split paw. Maybe not, chief, but you have... But have you a cast... But have you cast a weather eye over that badger? Clooney answered quietly out of the side of his mouth. Don't worry, I've been watching her. A real big country bumpkin. No, these are mice of honor. They'd sooner die than break their word to anyone. You leave this to me. As Clooney and Redtooth made for the gatehouse door, Constance shouted, Put down your weapons, rats. Throw off your armor and show us that you come in peace. Redtooth spluttered angrily. Hex teeth. Who does that one think she's ordering around? Clooney shot him a warning glance. Quiet. Do as she says. Both rats took off their armor and placed it in a pile on the road. Matthias cried down to Clooney. If you really are Clooney the Scourge, then we know of your tale. It is a weapon. Therefore, you will knot it tightly around your waist so it cannot be used. Clooney laughed mirthlessly. He squinted at Matthias and cracked his tail dramatically. Young mouse, he called. You do right to ask this thing, for truly you are looking at Clooney the Scourge. Having said this, he took his tail in his claws and pulled the poison war spike from the tip, tossing it on the armor pile. Clooney hitched his tail in a knot around his middle. Now will you let us in, mice? You can see we are unarmed. Ponderously, the heavy gate inched open. The two rats passed through a bristling forest of staves. The gate slammed shut behind them. Clooney mentally estimated the walls to be of immense thickness as he and Redtooth ducked their heads emerging from the tunnel-like arch into the abbey grounds, where Constance and Matthias were waiting in the sunlight. The defenders followed the two rats closely, menacing them with staves. Matthias rapped out a curt command. Leave us, mice. Go back to your duties on the wall. Unhappy at leaving the abbot unguarded, the mice hesitated to obey the order to withdraw. Clooney addressed Matthias scornfully. Here, mouse, watch me shift him. Suddenly, he whirled upon the apprehensive creatures. The single eye rolled madly in its socket as Clooney bared his claws and fangs, snarling. Ha-har! I've got a powerful hunger for mice. You'd best get aloft on those walls. Ha-har! Clooney leapt into the air. The mice scattered in panic. Constance stopped the proceedings with a loud, angry bark. Here now, enough of that, rat. You are here to talk with the abbot. Get along with you. Matthias was glad he was walking behind the rats. He blushed with shame. Clooney had sent the defenders scattering like butterflies in a whirlwind. Matthias was furious. The enemy now knew he was dealing with untrained and untested soldiers. As the party walked towards Cavern Hole, Clooney could sense hostility emanating from the young mouse who flip-flopped behind him in over-large sandals. 
Strange for one so young to be counted as a captain, he thought. Moreover, the little fellow didn't seem to fear him. Ah, but enough of that. Clooney would deal with him when the time came. Meanwhile, the big rat gazed about his surroundings in secret admiration. What an astounding place! He allowed himself a peek at the future. One day, this would be called Clooney's Castle. He liked the sound of that. Secure from attack, living off the fat of the land. In his mind's eye, he saw it all. Those mice and the woodland creatures enslaved, living just to serve him. He would hold sway as far as the eye could see. Power. An end to his rovings. A dream come true. King Clooney. Entering the abbey, the party stopped to make way for a pretty little field mouse bearing a tray. Oh, Matthias, she said, I've brought some refreshment for you in. Thank you, Cornflower. Put them down on the table, said Matthias abruptly. Redtooth nudged Clooney. Cornflower, eh? Satan's nose. She's a pretty little one for you. Clooney remained silent. He stood insolently watching Cornflower set the table in Cavern Hole. A pretty one indeed. The abbot indicated chairs. They all sat except Clooney, who lounged against the table using the chair as a footstool. He glared at Redtooth until he stood and waited alongside his chief. Idly, Clooney picked up a bowl of honeyed milk and sampled it. Slop! He spat it out on the floor. The abbot folded his paws into the wide sleeves of his habit and stared impassively at the warlord. What do you want at Redwall Abbey, my son? Clooney kicked the chair over and laughed madly. As the echoes died around the room, his face went grim. Your son, ha! That's a good one. I'll tell you what I want, Mouse. I want it all. The lot. Everything. Do you hear me? Matthias's chair clattered on its side as he sprang forward, breaking free from the restraining paws of the abbot. Listen, rat, you don't scare me. I'll give you our answer. You get nothing. Now, do you understand that? Shaking with fury, Matthias allowed himself to be pulled back onto the chair. The abbot turned to Clooney. You must forgive Matthias. He is young and headstrong. Now, as to your proposal, I am afraid it is out of the question. Should you or your army require medical attention, food, clothing, or help upon your way, you will find us only too willing to assist. Clooney interrupted rudely by pounding upon the table until the abbot was silenced. He pointed a claw at Redtooth. Read them the articles. Redtooth held up a tattered parchment. He cleared his throat. These are the articles of surrender to be obeyed by all creatures who come under the claw of, of Clooney the Scourge or any of his commanders. One, surrender will be total and unconditional. Two, Clooney will execute the leaders of all who chose to oppose him. Three, all property will come. All property conquered will belong solely to Clooney the Scourge. This includes homes, food, crops, land, 
and additionally all creatures dwelling on said property, they shall be owned by Clooney. Thwack! Redtooth got no further. Unable to contain himself, Matthias sent his staff ripping through the middle of the articles. As the torn document fluttered to the floor, Redtooth launched himself at Matthias with a snarl. The rat was actually in midair when a huge blunt paw knocked him flat. He lay stunned with Constance standing over him. Why pick on a small mouse? Surely a big strong rat like you can deal with an old badger. Come on, try me for size. It was only the timely intervention of Abbot Mortimer that saved Redtooth's life. Constance, would you please let the rat up? Much as I would like to see him get his just desserts, you must remember we cannot break the law of hospitality in our abbey. Redtooth staggered shakily to his feet, backing warily away from the badger. Clooney spoke as if nothing had occurred. You, Abbot Mouse, you have until tomorrow evening to give me your answer. Not normally given to anger, the abbot stared Clooney in the eye, his face a mask of cold fury. I will not need until tomorrow, rat. You can have my answer now. How dare you come here with your robber band to read articles of death and slavery to me? I tell you that neither you nor your army will ever set paw nor claw inside Redwall. Not while I or any of my creatures have breath in our bodies to fight and resist you. That is my solemn word. Clooney sneered and turned on his heel. Followed by Redtooth, he stamped out. On the stairs between Cavern Hole and Great Hall, he stopped and turned, his cold voice echoing between both chambers. Then die, all of you every male, female, and young one. You have refused my terms. Now you will suffer the punishment of Clooney. You will beg on your knees for death to come swiftly, but I shall make your torment loud and long before you die. It was then that Constance did something that creatures would speak of in years to come. Exerting the full strength of a female badger, she lifted the massive cavern hole dining table it was a huge, solid, oaken thing that no dozen mice could even move. Dishes clattered and food spilled as Constance heaved the table above her head. Her voice was a roar. Get out, rats! Leave this, Abby. I'm wary of your voices. Hurry before I break the laws of hospitality and ask the abbot's pardon later. Go, while you still have skulls. With the best grace he could muster, Clooney walked rather quickly up the stairs, followed by Redtooth, who laughed nervously. Big country bumpkin, eh, chief? One more word from you back there, and she'd have thrown that table and crushed us. Remembering who it was that he had spoken to in his insolent fashion, Redtooth cringed, expecting Clooney to deal him a blow for impudence. But nothing happened. Clooney was standing transfixed. 
oblivious to all around him. Even Matthias and the abbot who had followed him out, Cloney stood staring at the tapestry. Who's that mouse? he gasped. Matthias followed the direction of the rat's gaze. He walked to the tapestry with his paw outstretched. Do you mean this mouse? Clooney nodded dumbly. Matthias, still with his paw outstretched, declared proudly, This is Martin the Warrior. He founded our order, and I'll tell you something else, rat. Martin was the bravest mouse that ever lived. If he were here today, he'd just take up this big sword and send you and all your bullies packing. Those of you he didn't chop up into crow meat. Much to everyone's surprise, Clooney allowed himself to be shown out. He was like one in a daze all the way back to the gatehouse. A hush fell over the mice on guard as Clooney and Redtooth were let out onto the road. Swiftly, the horde gathered around the warlord and his lieutenant. They awaited orders. Deputizing for Clooney, Redtooth called out, Form up! Back to the church, everyone! Clooney marched automatically, shaking his head in disbelief. Martin the warrior, the mouse who pursued him through his nightmares. What did it mean? As Redtooth marched away, a voice hailed him from the wall. He turned and looked upwards. The torn articles, the parchment wrapped around a fistful of rotting vegetables, splattered in his face. Livid with rage, he clawed the foul mess from his eyes and saw Constance leaning over the parapet with a wicked grin of delight on her striped muzzle. The badger shouted mockingly, Don't forget to call again, rat. I'd be delighted to see you. We've got some unfinished business that I'm looking forward to settling. Just you and me, Redtooth. Before the rat could reply, she had vanished from sight.